You are listening to the System Sammy podcast, episode number 238. Today, we're going to be talking about how to attract your dream client and sell on Instagram stories. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan and my business love language is efficiency because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to bring this guest to y'all today because we're going to be talking about Instagram stories, which is one of my favorite marketing platforms, I guess, at this point to do business on. Y'all know I'm all up in y'all's DMs, like chit-chatting with y'all, talking about, you know, Enneagram memes and... (laughs) (laughs) all sorts of stuff. But today we're going to be specifically talking about how to attract your dream client and sell on Instagram stories. And so I'm super excited to have y'all meet Miss Jenny Melrose. So Jenny, how are you doing today? Very good, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. This is like my favorite topic to talk about. Yes, me too, me too. So go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business. Of course. So I am, it started off actually as a lifestyle blogger with the Melrose family, which I had for 10 years and actually sold last year um, for six figures and did that because my coaching side of my business had taken off. I also have a podcast that goes along with it, my first book, but I was known in the blogger world as the girl that was able to replace a teaching salary of 75,000 with sponsored posts. And I never had like a huge influencer. I was never one of your big Instagrammers. I had less than 10,000 followers on Instagram always. And I probably had about 200,000 page views at my max when I was blogging primarily food. And I was able to just create a system, which I know your people love, on really like how to pitch and understood how to create those long-term contracts with brands. So I was getting asked by more and more bloggers, how do you do this? And that's when I created my first course and my coaching business side of things just kind of really started to take off because I was able to turn it from side hustle into that full-time business. That is what we do now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's awesome. What a cool story. And yeah, we'll have links for you guys to go and check out Jenny and read all about her and, and her stuff. But again, today we get to talk to her about her expertise which is again, how to attract your dream clients and sell to them on Instagram stories. So tell us about either you or your clients businesses um, before they've implemented this. Like what are they trying to do? Are they even on Instagram stories? What are they doing wrong? Let's talk through the mistakes. Yes. So I would say the majority of my clients are definitely on Instagram stories. Um, They aren't using it with purpose though. And it's one of the easiest platforms to use with purpose because we talk about if you have a product or service that you want to sell, that you need to, in order to do that, you have to build this rapport with your audience. They need to know, like, and trust you. And in order to do that, the fastest place to do that is Instagram stories. You can talk right to them. You can have conversations with them. You can pull them. You can ask questions, all these different things. So many of them start off just kind of sporadically doing stories, but there's no intention of like why they're doing it. And we kind of talked a little bit about this in the beginning. There's no call to action. They're not telling their people 
how to engage with them in order to get their service or product or freebie, if even for that matter. Mm, yep. So, so good. So go ahead and walk us through each step. Um, y'all, this is going to be a note taker. So get your pens, get your papers out. If you're driving, be safe. Listen to it again later and go ahead and have, uh, let's walk us through the steps. Yes. First place you absolutely have to start is you have to start by actually knowing your audience. So if that's not something you're familiar with, definitely start there. Think about who is that person that you're trying to reach. Make sure that your profile is going to attract them. And when you're trying to attract them, keep in mind that you're not trying to attract everyone. You're just trying to attract your ideal client. You'll end up with some outliers, but you're also going to repel those that are not meant to work with you. The last thing you want is to have a client that isn't your ideal client and they just drive you crazy. So when you're creating your profile, make sure that you've really got it tightly wound around the fact of who it is that you're serving and how you actually serve them and fix that problem. So that's the first place to start. With the knowing of your audience, and again, if you're building, we all started at zero on Instagram, y'all. This is, you know, none of us got, I mean, I guess if you bought followers, we're not really talking to you, but the rest of us started at zero and worked our way up. So if there are people who are, you know, haven't been consistent and feel like they don't really know their audience, is there a way that they can start to approach that? And maybe it's through hashtags, who knows, but how do you start to get to know your audience if you're like literally at that step in this process? So I think it actually starts with where, how are you going to monetize? If you're doing this as a business and that is what you're looking to do, then you have to figure out where are you ultimately looking to go? Because if you have a product or service that you're going to put out there, whether it's a course for fitness or it's a nutrition guide, whatever it might look like, you need to figure out, okay, who is my ideal client for that product? And then I need to create that audience because a lot of times what I'll even see with clients is they have an audience that isn't in line though with their product. It was just in line with the content they were putting out at that time. And now they've decided to pivot and get more specific in something. And it's not exactly the right audience for that. So really trying to understand like where you're ultimately looking to go, where your goal is so that you can work backwards and start to create that content for them and solve the problem so that you can hone in on that like avatar, that person that you are ideally looking to attract to come to you. No, that's good. All right. What's next after you know your people? So from there, you then want to get as consistent as possible in creating content. And when it comes to Instagram stories, you want to be posting, I would recommend at least three to five times per day. And a lot of times people kind of like get, I don't want to do that. And it doesn't have to be straight business. That's the piece that I think a lot of people miss is they assume, well, it's supposed to be just an ad every single time of you trying to sell something. That's not it. Instagram stories are meant to be the story of your day. What does your day look like? So the easiest way to get three to five is to pick three points in your day where you consistently do something and can share something. So let's look at the morning. Do you have a consistent routine that you do? Do you meditate? Do you go for a walk with your dog? Do you work out? What is it that you're doing that you could consistently every day share somewhat similar of a picture or photo or video that's going to go along with that and share that as a story. 
Mm-hmm. So it could be something as simple as my, I have an Australian shepherd and no matter what I'm doing first thing in the morning, he's like Velcro. I can be meditating. He's got a paw on me. I can be trying to plank. He's got a paw on me. So a lot of times that is what my first photo was. It's especially pre COVID after now that we're in the midst of this, there's no routine. So it can be a little, no routine. Yeah. But have trying to figure out what's that consistency that you can put on. Maybe you go for a walk and you listen to a podcast. So you're going to share by tagging whoever podcast you were listening to in your stories. So now that you can share with your audience, other people they should be listening to, but finding three points in your day where you can say, okay, I do this every morning. I do this maybe in and I do this every day in the evening. And there's my three consistent posts I can do. And again, not all of them have to be business. The fact that I shared my dog, people ask to see my dog now. They want to know how he's doing instead of even asking me things. It makes me more of a person. And if you're going to sell a product or service, they have to see you as a person, not as someone that's just there. Buy my stuff, buy my stuff. They want to feel connected to you. Yep. Oh, 100%. I love that too. Yeah. It's funny now, you know, I do a lot of jigsaw puzzles and I'll like share randomly, you know, if I get one done or if I'm in the middle of one. And it is hilarious how many DMs of other people's finished puzzles, especially during quarantine time, my goodness. And that's always really cool because again, you know, we think those quirks or those things like your dog, you know, pawing you in the mornings, it's like, okay, whatever, you know, I do jigsaw puzzles, whatever, but that is really how you connect with people. And that's how people remember, remember you. I get DMS about pictures of pineapples everywhere, you know, and because it's part of my branding. So I think we overlook this stuff so much and it really can be that simple. Like, you know, you're sharing about your dog or sharing about your hobbies, things that you're already doing in your life. I love that. Love, love, love that. And one of the Biggest pushbacks that I get often when it comes to stories is, well, my day is so boring. It's the same every single day. Yeah. That's actually great. Like that's the kind of stuff they want to see that like we're talking about because it is, it becomes part of your brand. It becomes how they know you and how they're going to connect with you. Totally. Yep. I definitely had the like, I'm boring. I just like watch trash reality TV, pet my dog and do puzzles. Like (laughs) that's my days besides work. So, but you know, that's enough to where, you know, I could talk trash TV. I could talk puzzles. I could talk about my dog. So I, I love that. What is next then? The next piece is using the features. And when I say the features, I really mean use polls. People don't want to take the time to be lazy. They're so lazy. They don't want to fill in questions. Um, We like to use people that have 10,000 like to use swipe up. I have seen clients that have 30, 40,000 and they'll do a test to try swipe up. And then they'll actually do where they say like DM me for the recipe or they put a poll and the DMing and the poll do so much better than the swipe up. Just think about how you use the platform. You're swiping up all day long. It's a passive action. They're not going to take the time in the line at Target where they've now swiped up to read the full recipe or read the full guide that you have linked to in your article that you're having them swipe up to. And they're not going to get the content and they're never going to come back to it. So instead, using a poll where you can ask a question where you're then going to lead them in your DMs to that content. 
So a great example for you, Jordan, would be, let's say you're going to talk about your latest podcast episode, and you're just going to ask, pull something along the lines of, have you listened to this episode with so-and-so guests? You're going to put, heck yes, and you're going to put, already listened. You're not going to give an option of no, because you're going to show the social proof of already listened to it, and you're going to give them the option of, heck yes. Now, from there, what you're going to do, because this is the really where the magic happens and the selling actually occurs. And what happens is with the poll, you can see the results. So you can see who said what and which one they chose. Now you're going to DM them. If they said already listened, I'll say, thanks so much. Where do you actually listen? What podcasting app do you listen on? Now they're going to tell me, oh, I listen on Spotify or I listen on this or I listen on my purple podcasting app that they have no idea is iTunes or Apple. That's where I will then say, oh my goodness, I love it. I would love, have you left a rating and review? I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. And that's, it's just people needing reminders, a call to action to do something. Now the ones that said, heck yes, I'm going to go in and say, great, here's the link to the episode, I'm gonna hit return, and then I'm gonna send them a second DM with the link and hit return again so that it's live. The reason I'm hitting it as two separate messages is because if you send the link in the first message, it won't be clickable. So you want to actually have it as a second message where it's then clickable that they can touch on it and it's gonna open up in Safari or whatever, depending upon their phone or what they're, what if they're on a computer or a laptop, how it's gonna end up opening up. So. That piece though is really important. Now, the reason why DMs is absolutely the way to go is not only are you now giving them a clickable link, but it affects the algorithm. Have you ever noticed that when you have DM'd with someone, all of a sudden their story bubbles pop to the front of the line and you start seeing their content in your feed more often? It's because the algorithm is weighting the fact that you've got into their DMs heavier than anything else. So getting into their DMs serves two purposes here. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late-night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again. You kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash podbootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. I love that all of my DMs are paying off. (laughs) I mean, they are anyway. I love to chat with people, but that's really awesome to think about like the algorithm, right? I think so many people talk about the negatives of the algorithm, but the algorithm is there to help you. Like it's not to hurt you. Like if you are relevant to people and if you're having conversations, then Instagram's going to see that and they're going to, you know, have it be a benefit for you. So I love that you mentioned that. 
And yeah, I'm all about the DMs too. So then what is next after that? So if they're using, you know, the polls or using the DMs, all of that good stuff, what's next? So the piece now with this is trying to make sure that you, when you create that content, so we talked about the three that are consistent throughout your day. The other two are now meant for like the business side of things. Asking your people these kinds of questions that will lead them to a sale of something, an opt-in of something, an episode, a blog post, some sort of link that has a call to action. So making sure that that content leads that way. One of the best things you can do is that if you're coming out with a product and you are putting, let's say, a cover on a book and you have photos that you want to use for that book cover, giving them the option to choose the book cover by showing them the different options and then having them put together, you know, choose a poll on which one is the best. So asking their opinion, finding out more about your audience. I had a client that wanted to create a book for her audience, thought that was absolutely what they needed. She, um, her audience actually deals with, her website is Undefining Motherhood, and she primarily, she often will talk about uh, miscarriage and loss. And she thought they need a book. She did a poll and asked them, do you want a book or do you want a journal? The journal outbid the book by more than 75%. So clearly what she thought they wanted, they didn't. They wanted the journal. And now, since it was in the very beginning stages, anytime she went to go put things into the journal, she would ask them this or this, whether it was content, whether it was graphics. So now when the product came out, it sold like hotcakes. They had helped her create it. That's all they wanted. They were just chomping at the bit to be able to get that. So when you are creating these polls, not only should it like have an end game, but it also involves them in the process. Make it so that they feel like they're part of it and are going to be more likely to buy from you because they feel like you created it for them because you did. I love that example because I think a lot of times we think that we know best and we know our audience best. And a lot of times that is not the case. In this case, obviously it wasn't either. And so, you know, use that as leverage. Like people love to talk one about themselves and two about like their expertise or their opinion. So, you know, it's always funny too, when you're in those Facebook groups and you see the the questions that are like, which color is best or which one, like those get way more engagement because it's a symbol like this or this, like the super long in depth, like what should I do with this, you know, strategy, those get less interactions because it's like you're making me having to think I have to like sit down and like use my brain versus like these easy like if this or this so I love being able to use it strategically for business decisions and then also having like a co-creation process like that feels super cool and I love that and I think a lot of people can start using that for a lot of areas in their business so that's super fun and then I think last step So I actually wanted to go back really quick because you added a piece to that too that I think is important because if you are going to ask those questions, like we talked about, it's important to continue it in DMs. So continue that conversation. Don't just leave it as book or journal. She then continued into her the DMs and said, well, what would you want to see in a journal? And all of a sudden, she has become this person that they now rely on that are looking for more than just the journal. Now they're looking for coaching or now they're looking for the next thing when they do get pregnant. What is it that you offer for this? Because she's built that relationship. So don't just simply stop it 
asking the question and seeing the results, get into the DM and make sure that they understand. That kind of is the final step, but there's one thing that I want to make sure because I'll have people that will come to me and say, well, I'm not getting this poll. Like I'm just not getting results. People aren't pressing it. People aren't engaging. What's going on? So troubleshooting factor, look at the language that you're using. If a poll fell on its face, maybe it's because they didn't understand what you were saying. Or you used a word that just isn't what they're relating to. So really try it again. Like look and see and think about too. You have to always test things and look at your numbers. You should be paying attention to your insights and seeing what kind of content does really well with your people on Instagram. Because your people on Instagram are probably not your people on Facebook. And they're definitely not your people over on Pinterest or Twitter if you still use it. So, you know, really trying to understand more information about your people and using that data to help you really drive the content that you're creating and then the products and services that you're going to sell. I love that. That's so, so good. All right. And then last step. Yeah. So I think it's just the last step is the easiest one. It's just consistency. And we kind of talked about it in the beginning. You just have to stay as consistent as possible with it there. And I mean, if there are days where you kind of say, yep, I'm not going to do it on Instagram. That's the great thing about stories. They're gone in 24 hours. No one's going to know. We're during this recording. We are in the middle of quarantine. I am homeschooling. We are building a house and we are moving and things have been nuts around here. I took two weeks off from Instagram. You looked at my stories today. You would have no idea because I came back yesterday and went right and picked up right where I left off. No one knows. No one knows the better. All that happens is, is that your engagement obviously is going to take a little bit more to build back up and get the momentum that you did have. So that again is like, look at your insights, see what's happening, what time of day is the most important to post from. But consistency is definitely going to be key and knowing where that end game is. Mm, Totally. Yeah. And I even had, I saw somebody on Instagram talk about like looking at insights and seeing like when your people are online, because Instagram will show you like when people are most active and like posting at those times. And I was like, why did I not think of this? Like, you know, I just am kind of bebopping along and it's been fine and it's been great. But even that slight tweak of like, when is the best time to actually post? You know, I feel like people obsess about that go look in your insights and it will tell you and then go do your Instagram stories and make sure like Sunday nights and Wednesday mornings and Wednesdays at five are like my top times as far as like engagement and when my people are online. And so we make sure that, you know, if I don't do stories, which I do do stories daily, but if I don't have stories for some reason at all during the week, I'm for sure going to have them on Sundays and Wednesdays just so that I can engage with people and be ready for the level of engagement that I'll get at this point. So I love that you brought up consistency twice because that just (laughs) emphasize the point y'all emphasize the point and stories are so fun. I think that, you know, a lot of people, anytime you tell me to do something every day, I'm going to you. However, with when it comes to stories and really when it comes to connecting with and helping like my clients and my programs, other than that, like I don't like to do the same thing every day, but stories are a way for you to connect with people. And if you're a natural relationship builder, it's going to be really fun for you. And I think, you know, you can 
take all those strategies, tactics, and all that stuff and make it into something that's really difficult and complicated. What Jenny just talked about is so natural to probably what you're already doing that it's just a matter of like, you're sitting at your desk being like, I wonder if I should create this. Taking that, do what Jenny just said, set up a poll, put it together, DM some folks, and then you have your answer instead of like sitting, sitting hemming and hawing, you know, um, writing doodles on your notepad. Like talk to your people. Like it's just a simple switch. You're already doing it. We just need to break that habit of you talking to yourself and you actually talking to your people. So what would you say is like the biggest sticking point for people to, if they're having trouble with the consistency piece with Instagram, what would you say to somebody who's fighting that and being like, I don't like doing something the same, you know, every day, or I have a hard enough time showering every day, let alone getting on Instagram stories. Let's be real. So what would you say to somebody that creating that habit feels hard or feels heavy? Sue, I think that one part that we talked in the beginning about the three data points, the part in your days where they're consistent, where you just know I'm having a, like you're having a smoothie for breakfast. That's what you post every single day. That's fine. It doesn't have to be this high level. Oh, I'm going to go to to a poll to to then send them to the opt-in to then send them to my coaching program. It can be as simple as your dog is sleeping under your, on your feet, underneath your desk, as you're typing up a post, like that's it. Yep. Then that's the great thing about it because honestly, I'm an introvert. And when it came to video, I always would push back. But stories, I love it. It's so quick. It's 15 seconds. The one last thing that I will say about stories that I should have, I want to make sure that I emphasize too, is that with stories, make sure that if you are talking and you're doing a video, that you summarize using the text feature because 75% of users don't have the sound on. I'm one of them. I will just get past your content. If I see your mouth moving, I'm like, okay, she didn't summarize and tell me what she's talking about. I'm done. I'm moving on. I don't want my kids coming to see what I'm looking at. You know, maybe I'm getting my five minutes of no homeschooling and the last thing I want are them to come running over and say, Ooh, who's on your phone, mommy. So just think about that. Make sure you summarize. And it doesn't have to be word for word. Don't use a transcription service. Just give me the gist of what you're talking about real quick. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. I definitely am somebody who will not have the sound on probably 60 to 70% of the time. And I'm reading the caption, getting the highlights, just tap, tap, tapping away. So yeah, it really is important. And I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to do the caption. So you're just going to have to listen if you really want to know. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, well, then I don't really want to know. Oh, you probably just lost 75% of your audience. What was the point of doing it then? Like it just, you always have to go back to that. Like, what is the purpose for doing what you're doing? Stop doing the same thing over and over again. If you're not seeing the results from it and test it. If you don't see, like we've said, we talked about with the poll, like if your language, the words you're using aren't working, switch it up, test it, try different ways to describe it. Because if you say the same thing over and over again, you're not getting any results. There's a reason. Yeah. You get, you got your message (laughs) with a lack of message. So with that, um, are there any tools that you recommend? Honestly, I feel like a lot of what you mentioned is already native to Instagram, but if you have tools you want to share or like with, you know, if you do want to create more like, you know, strategic content or stuff like that and using schedulers, like what tools would you suggest for our listeners? 
I love to use Canva because it is a simple way to be able to kind of brand my graphics and I can pop things, make some sort of consistency. So if I'm going to post a podcast episode, I'm going to have a story graphic that I can kind of pop in and then maybe I'm going to talk about it. Maybe I'm going to do a poll. So using Canva to create Instagram story stuff for sure. You can use apps like Planoly where if you're, because now they connect to stories as well so that you can schedule that kind of stuff. I'm not a scheduler personally. Instagram stories to me, is meant to be like real life, what's going on right then and there. So for me, I'm just going to post what I'm going to post. And that is just more authentic for my personality. But you can, if you're more of someone that like needs to be scheduled, you can absolutely use an app like that. And then the other thing is I actually have an Instagram story planner that works like an editorial calendar that lets you write out the things that you're going to do as those three data points each day. And then you can also get in there and plan out the other two that you're going to do out of the three to five so that you can consistently try to stay on track. A lot of people ask me, well, how many polls do you do in a week? And I'll say I do a poll a day. I am constantly using polls. Now, is it the same thing that I'm trying to push? No. I'm promoting something else when I'm doing a poll or I'm asking a different question a different way using that poll feature. So think about what is it you want to talk about. Maybe you're going to talk about your opt-in, which then leads into a webinar that you're going to be offering or a free masterclass or something that you can then talk about later on in the week in a poll feature. Yeah. Connect it. Plan it. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. I love that. And because you have, and you mentioned this Instagram story planner, um, that is the freebie that you have for our audience. So you can find that at jennymelrose.com slash IG dash story dash planner. Also, it will be in the show notes for you to be able to link up and whatnot. Uh, what is it? Is it inside like a air table? Is it a simple spreadsheet? Like talk to us a little bit about the mechanics. It's a simple spreadsheet. I am a simple spreadsheet kind of girl PDF that you can just download and pop in your information and just kind of keep it next to you. What I noticed that I was always doing is I would have like a topic list on my computer or like Mm. I used to have it up on a board in my office that just kind of reminded me what were the consistent things that I could post on. And that's what this planner really does. It just helps you have that one page PDF that you can just pop in the information and refer back to it daily in case you kind of get off the tracks. (laughs) Yep. I love that. Awesome. And so where else can people find you if they want to connect with you? I'm sure we know of the main way, but go ahead and share a few of the ways that people can connect with you and your podcast too. Of course. Um, best place obviously is going to be Instagram. You can be there at Jenny underscore Melrose. Fastest way is of course DM. Feel free. Any questions, you can always reach me there. And then my podcast is Influencer Entrepreneurs with Jenny Melrose. Nice. Easy enough. We'll have both of those linked up in the show notes so you can go and check them both out and say hello to Jenny and what your biggest takeaway was from the episode. Thank you again so much for coming on. Again, Instagram stories is one of my favorite things to talk about. So not from like a strategic standpoint, but I just love doing stories so I could talk about it all the time. So I'm really glad that I was able to have you on to share more. So thanks so much, Jenny. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the System Saved Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.